Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to True Health Tuesday, and the truth will set you free. So here we are. We're going to go over stress, but concentrate on physical stressors. Now, you know, you might think, okay, lifting stuff, slips and falls, auto accidents, sports injuries, birth trauma, all of those, those are physical stressors for sure. But the thing that people don't think about is sedentary lifestyle is a massive physical stressor. And we're talking when you're sitting, driving, okay, when you're sitting at a, a desk or laying around. Now, the, the effects of a sedentary lifestyle, you're looking at increase of cancer, um, all types of cancer, increase all types of cardiovascular disease, depression and mood disorders, cognitive decline, memory loss, dementia, type 2 diabetes, erectile dysfunction. I mean, literally deterioration of your health. Now, also, excessive exercise is a stressor. I mean, you're looking at marathon runs, runners, you're sevenfold increased risk of cardiac risk. Now, excessive exercise decreases testosterone, decreases immune system function, actually breaks down muscle strength and size, and it increases cortisol production and even free radical production. So traumatic injuries, massive physical stressor. Now, what happens? So looking at trauma, extreme exercise, and lack of exercise, all of these activate the stress system. So what does that do? That, that increases the liver is going to start breaking glycogen down to glucose. Heart rate elevates. Blood supply to the gut shuts down. Um, and this all changes the adrenal glands and thyroid function. Everything. And it, it happens instantly. Now, chronic stress... And remember, we're just talking about physical stress. It diminishes how your body can utilize glucose. So blood sugar levels increase, protein synthesis decreases, um, muscle wasting, osteoporosis, skin regeneration and healing are interfered with. We're looking at a whole host of of problems. Now, one of the things, and this is, I call it the natural off button. Now, everybody knows that when you're in a stress state, like having a heart attack, uh, and if this is, has to do with the embryologic origin of certain structures, if you irritate the diaphragm on the left, the left trapezius spasms out. And this is why, um, it, you know, if you're having a heart attack or cardiac issues, left jaw, left arm, left shoulder pain are very, very common. What's not known by the general public, but it it is taught to chiropractors, is that irritation on the right side increases the tone of the right trapezius. Now, physical, chemical, or emotional stress are going to cause the body to process stress hormones or to release stress hormones. And those hormones are processed by the liver. This is why the liver is called the, the emotion organ. And this is also the formation of gallstones because under chronic stress, those stress hormones are concentrated into the bile, which is a, you know, a breakdown of the blood cells, and then it's stored and concentrated in the gallbladder, forming those stones or gallbladder sludge. Now think of this. Imagine if you had a natural off button, and this is huge. Physical, chemical, emotional stress increase the tone of that right trap. Now, the center of that right trapezius is T1 through T4. Now, this is the sympathetic supply to the heart, the top of the thoracic. So more and more and more stress, increasing the tone of that right trapezius. 
eventually it rotates at T1 through T4 so far that the body fires a sympathetic charge from down to the heart, putting the heart in ventricular fibrillation, stopping the heart. And that is one of the mechanisms that's been proposed for how stress kills. And the key thing is physical, chemical, and emotional stress all activate that system. This happens to be one of the areas that you can actually see on x-ray. You can see that physical stressor of a rotation or of a deviation in that top of the rib cage. And that heart has two nerve supplies, one at the base of the neck or the base of the brain, and the other, that's the parasympathetic supply to the heart, the other, the sympathetic supply, is the top of the thoracic area. This is why when we look at the physical stressors in that area, we can ask about cardiac arrhythmiums, AFib, heart palpitations. Now, the relationship of structure and function. Remember, your nervous system controls and coordinates every tissue, every function in the body. Your nervous system um, controls the hormone production and controls digestion and controls um, your response to the environment, controls everything. Now, this system is so important that it's encased in bone. You've got the solid bone case called the, called the skull, and then you have this flexible bone uh, tissues called the vertebral columns. And this is why it's so important to look at the relationship of that structure and how that, that equates to function. Now, Dr. Chun Ha Su, University of Colorado, talked about subluxations. And a subluxation is a bone misaligned out of place it affecting the nervous system. Now, it, the pressure, and I'm talking of a dime, can reduce a nerve as much as 60%. And quote, to, to quote Dr. Chung Ha Su, quote, if subluxations are not corrected early when they are caused shortly after birth, the subluxation will be difficult or impossible to correct later. Subluxations can reduce nerve impulses by up to 60%. Now, when you have a vertebrae misaligned, and this is a massive physical stressor that you can identify on x-rays, there's five things that happen. And, and so first, um, really understand that a subluxation uh, is limits your body's ability to repair, heal, and adapt. So this is huge. First, there's a kinesopathophysiology, and that means a problem with movement obviously a trauma. Then neuropathophysiology. That means that that movement negatively affects the nervous system. Then the muscles, the myopathophysiology, the muscles start to spasm out. This is why when people come to me and they say, gee, where's the spasm from? Well, your body's creating it to protect the nervous system. And then you have a change in the structure of the tissue. This is called histopathophysiology. Literally under chronic distorted biomechanics, chronic muscle spasms, chronic alteration in movement, this tissue literally starts to change. And then you have the pathophysiology. This means, this means that the nerves that are supplied, if they're supplying an organ and that nervous system is compromised, that organ can be negatively affected. So kinesopathophysiology, neuropathophysiology, leading to myopathophysiology, leading to histopathophysiology, then pathophysiology. This is why maintaining the structure is so important. Now, the brain, through that spinal cord, controls everything. Now, you also have the peripheral nervous system.
And, and now, when we're looking at the structure of the spine, the peripheral nervous system is everything away from the spine. The central nervous system is in the brain and spinal cord. So healthy discs require healthy movement. Figure a disc is under a tremendous amount of pressure, tremendous amount of pressure. And those discs um, are 70% water. But they're, if they're under so much pressure, blood vessels would be compressed. So a disc gets its nutrients from the position and motion of that vertebrae. So inappropriate motion causes that disc to be compressed, and then the body will distort that bone in order to stabilize that unstable segment. This is why when doctors talk about bone spurs, it's not really bone spurs. Though that is the body's attempt to stabilize an unstable segment from long-term disc damage. Now, when you're looking at these structures on an MRI, realize that that MRI is more than likely not accurate. You figure when you're laying down, you've got gravity pushing down and a table pushing up. Then you've got a magnet spinning around your body. That's why it's called magnetic resonance imaging. And it faces all the hydrogen ions in one direction. Then a computer has to interpret it. And inflammation distorts that view. So you're looking at body posture, inflammation, everything. And then a lot of times... People are going to be doing an MRI over the site of pain, of symptoms. Now, if, if you do me an exercise, sit, you know, favor right now, if you're, as long as you're not driving, sit up straight in a chair, slide your shoulders off to the left-hand side, or you can slide them off to the right, but slide them off to the left, but keep your shoulders level. Now, go as far as you can, and where do you feel it? You're going to say, oh, man, I feel that in low back. Yeah, that's why a lot of people with low back issues are going to have the thoracic area deviated, the cervical spine deviated. That's why 30% of low back issues are coming from the neck and upper thoracic area. So if they're only doing an MRI where you feel the symptom, that, you know, enough of the lateral deviation, go back to the midline so you're comfortable. And, and that's why they're, they're looking in the wrong spot. You, look, you have to look at why the body is spasming, why the disc is bulging. That makes sense. Now, the curve in the neck is called the arc of life. Why is that? What comes out of the neck? Well, 97% of all headaches come from the neck. That's huge. And now, the top of the neck should be balanced over the bottom. Now, for every one inch of forward head carriage, the pressure on those discs double. And that's, that means if you see an inch forward head carriage and you start to see the bones distort, you can gauge, because it takes three to five years to see a bony change on x-ray, so you can gauge at how long ago, minimum, that, that forward head carriage occurred in the person. But when you're looking at the neck, you've got the brain stem that extends the top portion of the neck. This is the cardiac, respiratory, and even the vagus nerve comes out of this area. Then lower in the neck, you've got the nerves that supply the entire uh, brachial plexus, or the entire shoulder, elbow, wrist come out of the neck. This is why cervical spine problems are going to be leading to um, shoulder issues, elbow issues, and wrist issues. And if you have carpal tunnel, golfer's elbow, tennis elbow, or rotator cuff issues, and they're not addressing the cervical spine, you've got to find another doctor. Now, um, and, and then look at the history, because when somebody comes in and they have a series of headaches or ear infections or digestive disorders, and they're just kids, I'll ask them, was your mom given Pitocin or an epidural? 
how traumatic was the birth process because these subluxations can literally occur at birth, particularly with what we're doing. That curve in the neck is called the arc of life. Plus, if you have an alteration in that cervical curve, as well as any, any structure of the body, you're getting abnormal stimulation up to the brain. Now, when you're talking anxiety, stress, depression, impulse control, that's attention deficit disorder, all of these are features of the frontal lobe. The frontal lobe um, is controlled by the cerebellum. That's what the cerebellum gives input to that frontal lobe. So now you might say, well, where does the cerebellum get it? The cerebellum gets its information from the position and motion of the vertebrae. So if you have loss of curve in the neck, the lateral deviation of the rib cage, you're getting abnormal stimulation up to the brain. This is why when we have somebody with anxiety, stress, depression, impulse control, rotator cuff, shoulder problems, breathing problems, digestive disorders, you got to look at the physical structure first. And the key thing is to, if you're going to do um, adjustments on this patient, how about doing a post x-ray to document that you actually fixed the problem? It figured 10% of the nerves that come off the spine have pain fibers. 90% don't. So if you do that miracle adjustment, you, you know, person's in pain, bam, adjustment, and they're out of pain. Did you fix the problem? More than likely not. You just got them from 90 plus percent compromised to 85 percent compromised. So the key is to find the physical stressor. You got to find a good chiropractor. Now we've developed seven questions to find a corrective chiropractor, and and let's just look at these. Okay, question one: Do you take X-rays? Okay, if you're not taking X-rays, you're working blind. Okay, you've got to take x-rays with only 10% of the nerves carrying pain fibers. You've got to identify why the symptoms are there. And this is why we take x-rays from the pelvis to the skull to identify past and, and present structural deviations. Question two, do you get listings of the spinal x-rays? That means that you're not just taking them because you could bill insurance. Okay, you're taking them so they can use those to direct your care Again, absolutely vital. Question three, do you take post x-rays to document the structural changes that you made? How is that? Isn't that like, I mean, that's common sense. Um, that's, that's like, uh, what is it, Missouri, the, sh the show me state. You know, if you fix something, take an x-ray to show you fixed it. If you're not correcting things, then you haven't addressed the patient's biomechanics throughout the day, or you need to change your technique. Question four, are your treatment goals to reshape and restore the natural curves of the spine? Now, why this one's so important is because you're looking beyond symptoms. You're looking to restore the normal function of the body, not looking at symptoms. So people, I, I can't tell you how many times, you know, um, you know, I still hurt here. I hurt here. I hurt here. Okay, good. How's your sleep patterns? Oh, better. How's your bowel movements? Oh, better. How's your um, attitude? Oh, man, I feel great. Okay, great. Then you find out why the symptoms are there and you address that. But your goals have got to be to restore normal function, the natural curves. You're literally reshaping that structure. Question five, are you familiar with correcting disc injuries? This denotes a level of skill. 
a lot of chiropractors are not taught in school that discs are alive and that discs can be repositioned and discs can regenerate. I know it sounds crazy, but I've had a couple of, of orthopedic surgeons that I've had to explain that. And I say, discs are alive. Really? I never thought of that. Okay, because figure the primary therapy of most um, medical professionals in our world now is if you have pain, they give you a pain reliever. That pain reliever is usually the most um, seemingly benign one called a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. And there's Advil, Motrin, Aleve, you know, the whole class of drugs there. Now, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories destroy the building block of cartilage called proteoglycan production. So if you're taking a pain reliever for disc injury, that disc will not recover. So doctors that are familiar with restoring the position, motion, and nutrients to that disc, this is a level of skill. Six is also a level of skill. Do you work on post-surgical patients? Absolutely. You have to because, I mean, you figure 70% of surgeries fail within the first five years. So you have got to make sure that you are addressing post-surgery. This means you've got to be able to adjust above and below the surgery site. You're not going to adjust the surgery site, but you have to restore the position of motion of the vertebrae. And question seven, can you reverse arthritis? The most common type of arthritis is osteoarthritis, which is the end result of a trauma. Now, osteoarthritis, it's in a joint inflammatory category, but it's a non-inflammatory joint condition. It's all, I know, that'll wrap your head around that. It's also called degenerative disc disease or degenerative joint disease when it's from a trauma. It's not a disease. So if, if the doctors aren't skilled or aware of this fact, then they should read my book, How to Reverse Arthritis. <laughs> and all you got to do is find, have some chiropractor say yes to at least five of these seven questions, and then you got a good chance. And this is why when we talk about physical stress, you need to do the five keys to healing, the proper nerve supply, regular exercise, proper nutrition, sufficient rest so your body can regenerate, and prayer and meditation. Just, it, just for the heck of it, look at every study involving prayer and healing, and healing occurs faster. This is Dr. John Bergman, your voice of reason. You are designed to live on this planet, my friends. God bless you, and I love you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.